I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. You know how I love a portrait of a dog and all artworks featuring animals. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom now to speak to Phil Heckles, a.k.a. Hercule von Wolfwinkel, whose artworks are taking the dog world by storm. Phil Heckles, welcome to A Dog's Life. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, thanks for welcoming me on. It's lovely to be here. Well, it's really, really great that you're on because um, we met at Crufts, didn't we, on um, the Earth Animal Stand? We did, yeah. You know, I had an awful lot of, well, who can't have fun at Crufts, right? Um, so it was an awful lot of fun um, at Crufts and it was lovely to uh, introduce, uh, be introduced to you and have a, a quick chat at Crufts and it's nice to be able to kind of catch up properly now. Absolutely. Because at Crufts, you had like this whole kind of photo booth area, didn't you? And like a little section where you were taking photos of dogs to then transform these photos into your very original artworks. <laughs> well, original is very kind of you, Anna. Um, that's uh, one of the kindest words to describe uh, my artworks. Um, most people just call them rubbish. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, and it was an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of fun. And of course, we were there trying to raise a little bit of awareness for street vet as well. Um, so uh, yeah, that was it was great fun, really good fun. Yeah, because this is what you do. I mean, I'm just fascinated because I love people who are creative and you know, different. So you really have discovered, you know, a talent. Now, look, art, it comes in all shapes and sizes and styles and all the rest of it. I mean, one of my recent podcasts is all about the Wallace Museum and their amazing showcase at the moment called Portraits of Dogs. Now, you know, we could liken your work, maybe, I mean, I did study art A-level, so I do know a little bit, but it you know, you're not you're not Leonardo da Vinci, but you know, <laughs> lots of people don't like Leonardo da Vinci. I, I must say, I'm not a mad fan of the Renaissance period myself. You know, it's, it's a bit religious and everything. But Leonardo, my word, one of his sketches is in this Wallace Museum thing because he was so anatomical in his art. You know, mm -hmm. he had to kind of really get the actual shape of everything. There's the study of some dog's paws in there and blows you away in terms of the detail and the fascination with how ligaments, you know, attach onto bone and, and so on and so forth. So it's very, very, very accurate. But then there's also Hockney in there and his Daxies, kind of a reminiscent, really, of, of some of, of your Daxies that you've done. Oh, wow. Well, that's quite a compliment. Um, I'll definitely take I'll definitely take that. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me, the thing is, is that I'm I'm not an artist. Um, so I before all of this kind of kicked off like two and a half years ago, art wasn't even like a hobby, never mind a passing interest. Um, you know, um, to say I'd never really drawn in my life before was is, is maybe like a bit of an exaggeration because we've all doodled on the back of an envelope. Right. Um, but that was basically the extent of my you know kind of interest in in art I didn't do it at school I didn't do it at college um and um and so 
you know, my this style, I guess, that people talk about is really just me kind of actually probably I shouldn't admit to it, but just trying my best to, to draw people's pets. Um, and they come out looking a little bit. Um, well, you'll have to look. I guess if people haven't seen them, they'll have to go and check them out because it's quite hard to describe what they look like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, <laughs> I love them. Um I know, mean, really, really. I'm looking at some now because your website's very exciting as well. Because he, you know, the point of doing your art though and reaching out to people, making people smile, which I think this is what it does. It makes people smile, and particularly in the time you've been doing it, the last oh, whatever, nearly three years, you know, people have needed a bit of a smile on their face. Yep. And I think that's a very, very good, kind thing to do, really. But it's also immortalizing their pets in a quirky way but it goes beyond that really you 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 know what you've created is almost like oh correct me if I'm wrong but like a machine to raise money for good causes which is Mm -hmm. also a very good thing to do and as you just mentioned there's Street Vet who is well a friend of the podcast and a friend as well in real life the organization's amazing helping homeless people but they're one of your designated charities they're your dog in inverted commas charity am I right that's right yeah um so the I mean it all started I mean actually because you talk about this just making people smile and and at the heart of everything I do, that's basically all I want people to do is just to see see one of my pictures and smile. Um, and that was how this all started because I just shared a picture on my Facebook page to my friends of this picture that I'd drawn of our dog when I was just drawing at home with our then six-year-old son in lockdown. And I drew this picture and it was rubbish. And it, and it was like, and it, it was it was rubbish. I get told not to call my pictures rubbish, but it was rubbish in the context of, like, you know, when you see those really like photo realistic, like drawings of people's dogs, that was like, I was, that's what I was kind of, go- I was trying my hardest to draw this like perfect picture of our dog Nala. And it came out and it certainly was far from perfect. And it made us smile. It made me and my son and my wife laugh and smile. So I shared it on Facebook just because I wanted to make other people smile. And then it's obviously kind of exploded into kind of what it is now. But at the heart of everything is still just, is this going to make someone smile? That's really all I want to do. And then everything else just kind of builds from there. But so when I first started, um, it was just a bit of fun. And then I kind of had this idea that maybe we could use this bit of fun to just raise a bit of money. And so the idea came that the portraits are all of my pet portraits are free and they still are today. Even though I've got a waiting list of over 80,000 people that all want one, the portraits are still free. And I just ask people that if they're lucky enough to get picked out or unlucky enough, depending on your point of view, um, you make a donation to one of my chosen charities. And, and when I started out, the charity uh, or the first charity that I started supporting was my local homelessness charity, uh, Turning Tides. Um, and we still support them today as well. Um, but in the second year, um, when we hit the sort of first year of, of the project, it coincided with also hitting a huge fundraising milestone. Um, so about a week before the first anniversary of the project starting, we also hit £100,000 for Turning Tides. Um Gosh. <laughs> And I kind of wanted to kind of going into the second year and things, I wanted to make it, I wanted it to, you know, be really clear that we weren't stopping, you know, that it wasn't, it wasn't a case of, oh, well, I've been doing this a year and we've now hit a hundred grand. So is, you know, it's now going to sort of stop. I wanted to sort of show that we were trying to go bigger. 
And so in the second year, we introduced Street Vet as a second charity. Um, and it was just such a perfect fit, really, Anna, because, you know, here I was like raising money for homeless men and women by drawing people's pets. And so to then be able to support a charity that helps the pets of homeless men and women, it was like it was an absolute like no brainer. Um, and I'd done a one off fundraiser for Street Vet during the first year where we re- we raised like six and a half thousand pounds just on a raffle to get a portrait done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was aware of them. And then, like I say, we officially bought them in as a second charity um, since the, since year two. Um, and we're still, I am still fundraising for Turning Tides as well. It's just now people have a choice as to who they donate to um, or neither because the donations aren't compulsory. You know, it's a completely voluntary thing. If you want to donate, you can, but it's, it's not compulsory to, to donate. Um, it's just nice if people are able to. Yeah, gosh. No, I love it. And well, I love what you're doing with the focus on homelessness, because I I think that all ties in, as you say, really, really well. And Street Vet are doing such great things to integrate dogs into hostels and, and lots more and vet care and support on the streets. And I just think keeping the homeless community together with their dogs is so important you know so I really obviously understand like you you know the power of the dog as being Mm. your 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 steady your steadfast companion the only companion really any of us have in life is your dog you Mm. know they're the only truly loyal friend (laughs) all of them actually you know that you can truly rely on no I get it and I love Jade stat as well and we've done a podcast but I mean what's amazing is though in this short time, you've really gone from naught to 60 in terms of raising funds. And you've been awarded by the Prime Minister. I mean, it's only in just over two years. If you, you've also had a, the Creative Fundraiser of the Year Award awarded to you and the Just Giving Awards Award as well. So yeah. this is quite good, right? It's Yeah, I mean, it's been it has been a like I, I guess it's like anything like when you're in the middle of the thunderstorm as it were you don't you don't quite appreciate just how much is going on but you kind of take a step back from it and and you think crumbs yes like so much has happened and that list of I've kind of got this like a little list in my head of the things that would have sounded strange like three years ago that now just seem normal you know um, <laughs> like if you'd have said to me three years ago I'd be at Crufts drawing people's dogs so you know I'd have looked at you blankly and now it kind of just seems the most natural thing in in the world and and yeah like so much has happened in the last two and a half years it, it really has been like a whirlwind um but getting like kind of like awards and accolades and things it's like don't get me wrong it's lovely to kind of receive but it always sits a little bit uncomfortably with me because like you know you talk about jade and street there and the wonderful work that these guys do and things and you think like you know i'm just drawing silly pictures of people's pets and and in the in kind of like the context of the, the people that are working for these organizations actually on the front line doing the work that they do they're the guys that should be getting like rewards um and, and and accolades and things and um but it's nice to you know it's nice to be um you know to yeah to it obviously nice to be sort of recognized i guess but yeah it's been a, it's been a real whirlwind of a, of a couple of years and hopefully it'll continue for a little bit longer i'm doing everything i can to try to keep it going for as long as people are donating i've always said if people keep donating i'll keep trying to draw their pets and and you know at the moment it's it's that's still happening 
gosh, well, with 80,000 on your waiting list, I would imagine <laughs> um, it will keep keep going um, for a bit. But, you, you know, you've got everything on there, like greetings cards and mugs and T-shirts. So it's, I mean, just what, I mean, f- for me, for example, if someone you know, reached out to you and got one of my dogs or gremlin, my cat done. And then for my birthday, sent me a mug with your actual drawing on. I'd be over the moon. I mean, I'd be so happy. I'd be jumping around. <laughs> and I I can see the appeal of your drawings. I mean, you know, and they're not rubbish. Then they're actually not rubbish, but they are signatory, if you like. And then mm. so I can see in the future some of your drawings being auctioned at Sotheby's, you know, for a huge amount of money. You know, let's hope so. I mean, look at some of these cartoony. I mean, look, well, Schultz and Snoopy, you know, mm. there you go. That's one example. I know, yeah, he was a cartoon and all the rest of it, and but Snoopy made a huge impact on people's lives and and still does. And that was only, well, what would that be, about 70 years ago now, really? So, you know, it's all, who knows? But it's a really good sentiment and and, and positive intention that that you've got. And I think, you know, that's what a lot of life's all about, really. Yeah, I think it's like... um... You know, there's a bit of a mantra that I've tried to stay true to throughout the project, which is uh, there's a, a band that I was a huge fan of um, called Frightened Rabbit. And, um, the, the, you know, kind of their lead singer, Scott Hutchinson, had this sort of phrase of while I'm alive, I'll make tiny changes to earth. Um, and that's kind of like a little phrase that really resonates with me and certainly throughout this project. And in that, you know, kind of like the changes that we all make to try to do a little bit of good and to put a bit of good back into the world. They don't have to be like huge, you know, all I'm I'm doing if you look at what I'm doing in it in its kind of simplest form I'm just drawing a picture of someone's pet right you know um and yet the the kind of changes that and everything that kind of comes around that and what we've been able to achieve um have been brilliant um and I think yeah we can all do things to just uh put a little bit of good back into the world and, and mine's drawing people's pets in a I'll, I'll stop calling them rubbish then but let's say yeah. quirky what you know kind of quirky uh way um and thankfully the amazing community of people that follow me and, and support what we're doing online and um, continue to do so and that's why we've been able to raise all this money in a, in a way like not because i'm drawing these pictures of people's pets but because people are donating if nobody donated then my portraits wouldn't have raised a dime right so um it's kind of it's all been built off the back of this community of people that follow what I'm doing and support what I'm trying to achieve. Um, and, and together, um, that's hopefully doing a little bit of good by supporting the charities to do the work that they do. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's all really, really now and very connective and very post-pandemic. Now, I've got to ask you the million-dollar question, <laughs> Phil. I've really <laughs> got to. How did you come about your amazing artistic pseudonym, which, <laughs> in case people don't know already, it is Hercule Van Wolfe Winkle. <laughs> well, you've got the pronunciation did I, did I say spot it's on, quite absolutely well. spot on, yeah. Um, do you know what it is? It just shows what happens when you leave me unattended with my thoughts for about five minutes. Um <laughs> Um, but I can't genuinely, I can't tell you where it came from because it was my, it's been my Facebook name for about 10 years. 
Um, and so, and there's a bit of an irony to it because the reason I, it was my Facebook name was because I want, I didn't want anybody to know to find me effectively. And so weirdly it then becomes the name that makes me, you know, kind of everybody knows me by 10 years later, but, um, it was just that thing of, uh, I came off Facebook cause you know, like you get fed up of like sort of you know basically you've got hundreds of friends but none of them would say hello to you if they saw you in the pub type thing you know so I came off Facebook about 10 years ago and then you realize all the things that you miss about it which is like keeping in touch with family that live on the other side of the world and all of that kind of thing and so I basically just I came back onto Facebook but I didn't want that kid that used to sit next to me in geography you know to find Mm. me and so I came up with this fake name and Hercule Van Wolfwinkle was born and then you know kind of fast forward eight years later I don't think I could have come up with a better fake artist's name if I'd have tried you know um but yeah where it actually came from all those years ago I don't know other than like I say I just yeah leave me alone with my imagination for a little while and I, I tend to come up with with wacky ideas yeah, well, it's a bit sort of, you know, <laughs> oh, I know, mystery murder combined with yeah. the love of dogs, really, yeah, you know, yeah. cool. Um, but no, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I'm just looking at some of some of your works now. I just love the way on your website you've got these really ornate frames. Really, I love that with the contrast of your of your drawings. I think that that works really brilliantly, actually. And I love the chicken that you've got in the oval frame. I mean, that's just, that's just great. Yeah. I mean, you see, I love a bit of kitsch. I'm, mm. you know, and I'm very vintage living in Hackney and everything. You've got to be. And I, I think they're, they're really of the moment. So anyway, it's, it's, it's really exciting. So tell us a bit more about your own dog, Nala. So Nala is a two and a bit year old uh, black labrador retriever um so we got her um she's a i, I say she's a lockdown puppy we we'd sort of committed to her before lockdown um and then we actually had to we had a we had a sort of middle of the night flip down to the breeders to pick her up the day that boris announced that we were locking down um so Gosh. we were we were due to pick her up I mean, the timeline of all of that is quite sketchy for all of us, right? But I think, did we lock down on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that? And we were actually... I can't remember. Yeah, I know. It was was like the start of a week and we were actually due to pick her up from the breeders on the Friday. Um, And so we were all geared up to go, to be going down to pick her up on on the Friday. And then, you know, kind of three days before that, Boris locked us all down. And, and, you know, we kind of had this midnight dash. um, It was a two and a half, well, it was a a five hour round trip, actually, um, in the middle of the night to go and pick her up a few days early. And so, um, yeah, she's, she's a lockdown um puppy and she's a typical uh labrador you know say she's two and a two and a half uh now and uh, she's still mad as a box of frogs but we love her to bits um and she's actually to blame for all of this uh adventure that i've been on because it was her picture that i you know that i drew when i was just drawing at home with our son sam so she's to She's looking at me now as if to say, you know, <laughs> don't blame me, Dad. But, you know, if we didn't, if, if she wasn't here, I wouldn't have drawn that first picture to post online. So, yeah, she's to blame for all of this adventure that I've found myself on. Oh, that's so good, though. That's brilliant. And how is she now? Because, you know, that's quite, well, it's quite a moment in time, really. Something you'll never forget, isn't it? Driving 
to pick her up before Ooh. we were all locked up, you know, yeah. I mean, absolutely mad. But how is she adapting, you know, to life as it gets bit by bit more normal? It's pretty normal now again, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, she, to be fair, she's she's absolutely good as gold. She's lovely natured. And um, uh, I think that uh, the, the, the hardest thing for us was the fact that obviously that initial social, socialisation that you'd like to do with a puppy was really difficult because... Um, well, we were, no, no one was doing anything, right? So yeah, um, exactly, <laughs> and um, and even just you know, kind of those first few walks that we were able to take her on. You know, every time you saw someone coming down the road towards you, you had to cross over the road. You know, um, and you know, everyone was staying away from each other. Um, and so, I guess the hardest thing was just that initial bit of sort of socialization um but you know she's now she's absolutely you know say well socialized um she's good as gold she's great with people and she's good with other dogs um and um yeah she i'd like to say she lives the life of riley but um you know we all probably think that about our dogs right um but no she's she's you hope so you know you you hope so i mean even i think sometimes gosh you know Everyone, you know, you could do better. You know, I always push myself with the dogs. I always think, oh, you know, we need more enrichment, although they've got enrichment pouring out of their ears. But is Nala a fan of an earth animal chew? I must ask you. She loves them. Oh, yeah, like um, absolutely loves them. Um, I think her, her, well, I, I want to say her favourite flavour is the peanut butter one. Um, mm. but, to be, but to be fair, I mean, you know, that's like splitting hairs because she, she goes wild for any of them. Um, but yeah, she absolutely loves the earth animal um, chews um, and they are a real, a real treat for her when she gets them. Um, so, but again, been a, been a lab. She, to be fair, anything that is vaguely edible right she, she <laughs> um yeah if, if it looks like it could be and it's going to be eaten so um but yeah she loves the earth animal chews um but again again who wouldn't right well exactly <laughs> no no we love them very much yeah. as well their whole ethos from bob and sue in america dr bob was one of the first ever holistic vets in the world mm. so interesting and they've really helped animals in so many ways and obviously with these chews Anything to stop dogs eating, quite toxic, not very nice, to be honest, rawhide chews that um, can cause uh, all manner of issues that you don't want. Emergency vet trips is sure. um, is a great thing. Yeah. And enrichment, you know, I think probably, you know, one of the bonuses of, of the pandemic, because I think people perhaps were more drawn into realising about enrichment in the home because we had to. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was a very good thing that hopefully has come out. And the, the fact that you can do so much training indoors, you can yeah. have loads of fun hide and seek games indoors, depending on the size of your property. But yeah. you could do so much and and, yeah. and really activate a dog's brain and sense of smell, you know, particularly with Nala being a Labrador, my word, you know. Yeah, I, I think we realised, like you said, um, you know, kind of been locked down and things, you were having to kind of think of different ways to, well, you know, kind of bond with them, spend time with them, you know, kind of. And, you, you know, I think, yeah, like with the dog, it doesn't always have to be like a 
a two hour drag around the block, right? You can do like, lots of other things to um, stimulate them, to wear them out, to train them. And um, one of the things Nala loves doing, as you say, we've, we've been a lab is that we do like a find it game where we just hide little treats around the house or the garden and things. And she has to go around and, f- and find them. And she loves doing stuff like, like that. Um, and she maybe gets an earth animal chew at the end of it as a, you know, as a big reward. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, she, she loves doing, um, you know, kind of doing stuff like that. Um, around the house and and yeah you said about hide and seek that was something that we used to do with you know with her well I say used to we still do occasionally but not so much now because as I say she just loves doing the fight the find it game um you know kind of all around the house and and stuff and and you know it's amazing watching them work you know um you know kind of f- trying to work out where where little treats have been hidden and and you know kind of things like that it's it's amazing to see a dog doing what they're you know what they're bred to do right Oh, I love that you said that because it is so true. It mm. is so true. And when they get on a scent and they're so busy and their, you know, their tails are going, their eyes are looking, and their nose doubles in size. And yeah. it's um, and you know, I've I've seen actually a nose almost change physiologically. Prudence, right? Because everyone's bored of me talking about it, but I did train <laughs> her just before lockdown and kind of up to the second lockdown. Um to find British truffles she can still do it I mean I'll never forget and Mm. I couldn't believe it like the side flaps of her nose were out like like an aeroplane her nose just changed shape because she was on it it was Mm. all proper we had an exam it was all you know and she was in woods where she'd never been before not at all distracted by the fact there was badger set literally over there no no interest she just had to find the truffle <laughs> yeah and she did yeah. and she did yeah. but it was you know in a challenging environment because obviously we live you know in Hackney so going to the woods is quite a uh, a big deal you know not on we don't do every day so yeah so it's extraordinary dogs are just extraordinary and I, I and cats we mustn't forget cats and you capture cats really well I mean I am must join your big waiting list that's all I'm I want to say Hercule is please may Gremlin Prudence and Mr. Binks join your waiting list. They um, absolutely can. Any yeah, absolutely. Um anybody can join um the waiting list. Um and uh you know, and everybody's got the chance of getting picked out, um, is is what I always say. But um yeah, no, they they absolutely can. Um <laughs> I funny enough you mentioned cats. I used to when I first first started, I used to. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not really a cat like person in the sense of like I've never had cats, you know, like as pets or anything. Um, and when I first started drawing, I used to love drawing the dogs because of all the different breeds and all the different traits and everything else. But the more cats I draw, the more I've come to realise that actually, cat, you know, all the different breeds of cats and stuff have very unique traits as well. Um, and uh, at the moment, right now, I actually really do enjoy drawing the cats maybe a little bit more than the dogs but that might just because I've drawn so many dogs the cats are a little bit you know gives me something different to do yeah yeah no cats oh no I could start talking about my my cat gremlin for hours so so I won't but he's the first cat you know that I've actually owned and oh god I love him so much it's crazy and you know I oh I just uh, there's something about a cat and I think particularly if it your cat's an outdoor cat the fact that they come back is amazing you always feel so honored they've come home because yeah yeah they could go and live anywhere if they you know or you know there's things like that and the fact as well you know gremlin is a bit of a bruiser I mean well I mean the day got off to a terrible start you know listeners will laugh you know um I heard a fox kind of going in the garden 
thinks my little dog kicks off because he's our bellboy. He's the alert dog. Prudence is the backup if we need it. Okay. And I I thought, oh, crumbs, Gremlin's not in. So I'm half asleep. It was about six. And I went out and I was like, like that. And there was a massive, very healthy looking fox stood right in front of Gremlin, who was perched on a pillar in the garden. So at eye level with this fox. Oh, when I go out, the fox smells me immediately. And I'm calm. I don't run. I don't want to cause any commotion. So I'm just walking over confidently, you know, I'm giving out the big human intention. It's like, I'm human. It's my garden, like guys. Mm-hmm. And just, I got, I locked eye contact with the fox and didn't let go and just got there, grabbed Gremlin and and turned around and the fox just went off. But gosh, you know what I mean? What a way to start the day. And and I love foxes, but, you know, we have to understand they're wild. And at the moment, they've got their babies. So Mm -hmm. it's a very tricky few months. It's the beginning of the year. They're, you know, they're mating and getting all territorial. And then, you know, they have their babies and they're guarding their babies. So they're they're all a bit. And my neighbor's Staffy was attacked in the garden by a fox and her partner had to get the fox off. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was only two weeks ago. Punch your wounds to the head, the full work. So, you know, everyone that encourages foxes to live close residential environment, I think, you know, We've got, but of course, we're building on the fox's land. When I lived in the Shires for two and a half years, I never saw a fox. Mm. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see but... any nature actually, apart from yeah. the the rabbits Gremlin would catch and bring in, and various other creatures like ducks and other things I found in the house. <laughs> but um, but no, didn't see anything. But here, you know, it, it's like living in a fox pack. So, um, yes, but we've digressed, but an interesting message, don't you think? Because yeah. I know one of your lovely drawings is of a fox mum and her babies. So that, yeah, I did that. So that was a, I, I do, before all of this started, I didn't, um, never, never really drawn a proper picture in my life. And so I kind of drawn all these hundreds, well, actually thousands of, of, you know, kind of pet portraits. But now I quite like, you know, because I've kind of exploring this, this new kind of, hobby and interest in art I I like sort of in my in, in inverted commas spare time just kind of drawing other things you know um and 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 just sort of like trying my hand at other things and so when it was it was actually the fox and the fox cubs I did on mother's day it was just a little thing I sat down on mother and sunday and just kind of had this idea for maybe doing something a little bit different to share with my facebook followers so I drew this little sketch of a of a a fox mum and some cubs um and then we auctioned that off for um a charity uh, called Homestart and Homestart um basically support um families in need and that need can be anything from financial need to uh people coming in to help with you know kind of jobs around the house or to you know kind of look after kids or whatever but basically they they help families in in need and so I auctioned it off for Homestart, and I think we raised about twelve hundred quid um, on that auction for for Homestart. And I thought that was really, you know, kind of a lovely thing to do on Mothering Sunday. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was that was quite nice drawing a, a, a fox. They looked at they looked more like orange wolves. I'll be I'll be honest, they looked they looked more like orange wolves than than actual foxes. But um, you know, whoever bought it liked it, and again, it raised some good money for a, a really worthwhile charity. So I was glad I spent some time drawing it. 
No, it was. Um, I saw that actually. I, mean, I think I liked it on Twitter, and uh, I thought, no, it's really sweet, and sums it all up, and absolutely, and and who knows what was going on between Gremlin and that fox this morning. The fox could have taken Gremlin out any second, but he didn't. They were maybe just making friends, you know. Mm, but you can't really risk it. No, um, no, no. don't find <laughs> out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because then I'd be at the vets right now and not yeah. recording this podcast. But look, Phil, Hercule, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, all the links are going to be in the show notes to Hercule Van Wolf Winkle. And everyone can check out your art and go on the waiting list. And how exciting and carry on the good work, won't you? I will do. Well, like I say, I'm, I'm, my intention is to keep doing it for as long as people keep donating and, and keep supporting. Um, then, uh, you know, that's what we're looking to do. The fundraising is at £266,000 now. So the next kind of big target is is £300,000. Um, before I go, I just want to mention that I've got my next big fundraising event is happening on the Sunday, the 14th of May. And I am doing a portrait marathon. Um, where I am walking from Worthing, where Turning Tides are based, to Brighton, which is my nearest street bet outreach, and back again. So it's 26.2 miles, and every mile marker, I'm going to stop and draw a portrait. Um, of a dog, of a dog. Of, of, of a dog. So we've got 26.2 miles, 27 portraits, um, one me, and hopefully um, a whole load of people that are going to uh, want to sponsor me and chuck a couple of quid towards some good causes to spur me on my way. So that's my next big fundraising event, which is coming up on the 14th of May. Um, and I say the next big fundraising target is to to hit that 300,000 um, and we're within 35 grand of it. So um, hopefully it's not going to take us too long to get there. Well, hopefully everyone listening is going to think, gosh, we have to join in and support the cause and get you to your 300,000 target. But well done. It's brilliant. Well, let's look, let's please keep in touch. And I'd love um, to do another pod and, you know, get some updates and and, and so on. So and and really best of luck with that on the 14th. And um, I'm sure you'll achieve what you want to achieve. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been lovely to chat. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? I know we're on the waiting list already. You will get your portrait done by Hercule. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> Never underestimate the inspiration of your dog. As we've seen, it was Nala the Labrador that inspired a whole new genre of art. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, Go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcast. Thanks again, of course, to Phil Heckles for joining us today and revealing Hercule von Wolfwinkle. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike, my producer, for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm just at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, yes, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So make it simple and subscribe now. It's free. And that way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.
about people.